196 of the All the Books show recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news, and also the process of aging. Huh, because yeah. Because once we were just Let's two, dig into three it. episodes old. Mm-hmm. Now we're almost 200. Yeah. We're almost to our bicentennial. Yep. I'm looking at you, and I'm seeing the last wisps of youth just oh, no. floating away from Not you. Not my wisps. Like sands in an hourglass. Really? No. Okay. More like feathers. Feathers in an hourglass. Off a duck's back. Just right. Feathers. So you count time by watching feathers leave a duck's back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, we're almost yeah. duck back o'clock. Duck back o'clock. <laughs> okay. What do you want to talk about today on the podcast? Uh, let's talk about cyber, you punk. Let's do no, it. Just cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yeah. All right, and your favorite cyberpunk is the film Sucker Bunch. Is that right? That's, it's not cyberpunk. I don't know why you keep <laughs> saying that. Yes, well, Eric's absolutely right. Today, we're going to be talking about the genre of cyberpunk, uh, which is not not a strength of mine, so I'm going to rely in on the old uh, string yeah. bean next to me here. We'll, be, we'll do some strength training with you later. We'll good. have you lift a bunch of volumes of Neuromancer I do think that'd be good. Yeah, the Sci-Fi Book Club uh, just wrapped up reading Neuromancer. We're going to be discussing it discussing it today as we record, yeah. uh, and then moving on to the James S.A. Corey novel, Leviathan Wakes. But we thought, what what a better time to talk about cyberpunk than yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. So Eric's going to school us all. Well, let's open <laughs> up the old books, check the bookmarks, see where we are. Okay. Where's your bookmark the these days, books. my compatriot? Um, well, I just finished Neuromancer. Mm-hmm. This was the second time I've read it. Um, yeah. And I think I mentioned on this podcast that I did not enjoy it the first time. I read it. And this time, I did. This time, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. And I really liked it. And I think and I think I mentioned this last time. When I first read it, I skimmed. I started skimming. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, I was fine. And then I kind of got a little bored, so I started skimming. And you yeah. can't do that with this book. Well, this sort of... The, it doesn't work with a high-concept kind of novel. It's it's dense, but it's dense in that like you'll he'll start a sentence. Mm-hmm. And then he'll start describing something. Yeah. And then he'll get back to the senses, sentence, which might also now be dialogue. Right. And if you start skimming, you've just missed all of that. Yeah. I did not know the second half of this book took place in space when I first read it. Yeah, that's a very cursory reading you did that first So uh, you guys just learned about me... Like at this point, what well, kind of a skimmer you were? Seven years ago. Okay, so so Neuromancer Take Two was a hit. Yeah, I I did like it, and uh, I guess, but I don't know if I recommend it because both you and my wife didn't even finish it. Yeah, it wasn't for me. But you know, I think it's one of those ones we can talk about it. I guess okay. in the spotlight. Yeah. But basically, it just I enjoyed the concept, didn't enjoy the execution. Mm, right. Um, I also saw John Wick Three. Oh, okay. Movie. All right. Uh, how was that? It was good. Live Brutal. up to the John Wick. Yeah, Saga. Halle Berry was very good in it. She oh. she was all all in for the action se- her action scene. Okay, like yeah. Um, though during that action scene, I was a bit. Uh, I was thinking like, oh, this is just kind of ho hum. Yeah. And then uh, some other elements are added to that action oh, scene. It's okay. like, oh, nice. Um, yeah, I liked it. It's it's definitely getting like this is how crazy the world is. So Lawrence Fishburne is in it. They That's had, fun. they had an actress in there who probably could have been played by Carrie Ann Moss, probably should have been played by Carrie Ann Moss. Oh, take that. This uh, actress. Well, I'm not saying the actress is bad, I but think if that you was have implied. Lawrence Fishburne playing a side character in a Keanu Reeves film, yeah. find a role for Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. I doubt she's going to say no. Jessica Jones got canceled with all the Netflix Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. So she needs the work. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, maybe she, I'm sorry, Carrie Ann. I don't know if you actually need the work. Yeah. But I don't, I think you would have had fun, Carrie yeah. Ann. Yeah. I think you would have had a good time. Yeah. If you could let yourself be in the place where you're like, I'm just having fun with my friends Keanu and Lawrence. I think Do we you covered call him it. Larry? I think Larry probably. Uh, yeah, because Tarantino calls 
Lawrence Fishburne, yeah, Larry, Larry. Carrie Ann. So mm-hmm. I think you should be able to as well. I agree. Uh, also, I just rewatched The Matrix, Carrie Ann. How was that? Uh, I'm still I'm I'm talking to Carrie Ann Moss right now. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, no, what happened was my wife hadn't seen John Wick one and two. So okay. we rewatched those. And then I was finishing up a Neuromancer. And so the action and the Keanu Reeves of it all, mixing with the cyberpunk, I was like, I got to I gotta watch yeah. The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Still good. Did you watch uh, Something's Gotta Give? Where no. he plays opposite uh, an aging Diane Keaton? And uh, Amanda Peet. And Amanda Peet. No. Diane Keaton is his love interest in that. Oh. Not Amanda Peet. Oh. So. No, I didn't watch it. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. It's all right. Um, what do I... Oh. Good movie. Finishing Neuromancer and then rewatching The Matrix, because I now need something else to read, and it's frustrating. Might I suggest Leviathan Wakes by James S. Hagori? Yeah, I've read that one. Oh, okay. Sorry. But I need something... <sighs> this is going to sound like pretentious. Oh, it will. Oh. But I really want to either asking. watch or read something that is transformative. Huh. I'm like watching The Matrix again and remembering like how that like messed with us all. In our brains and maybe right. see things and and movies in general and then thinking like i guess fury road kind of had a similar effect but like it didn't make us be like but is this the mad max world or something mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. just i want something that i can read something new okay. that will like just fundamentally change me again wow yeah wow so it, it's rough because i won't i don't know how i'd find it but yeah Hmm. I want I want to find something like that again. I wanted to read that when we were talking to Joe Haldeman. He re- he suggested that the Worlds trilogy that yes. he has. Yeah, that sounds. I've never read that, and I've always I wanted yeah. to. Yeah, maybe you should give one. that a shot and report back. Okay, well maybe we'll see. Okay, is that it for you? Yeah, my mic's really hot. It's like generating heat right. And, well, yeah. this whole office is hot. Oh, okay. That'll anyway, do it. here are some of the things that I've read, um, and I didn't really enjoy any of these, so oh, I'm just gonna take that right boy. ahead. Here we go. Uh, I read one called Don't Believe It. It's by Charlie Donnelly, and it's about basically kind of like the serial uh, podcast premise where there's a crime that's kind of iffy whether or not the person convicted did it, Mm -hmm. and this journalist goes in and explores that and kind of blows everything up. Oh, no. So it's good, but uh, it never quite gets beyond that point. You know, you're like, yeah, I like that, but it it never really pushes you over the edge of that, so... You know, for what it's worth, I, I think it was a decent read. Probably a good like beach read. You're just sitting there flipping through it because it goes quickly. But right. uh, it was a little. I don't know. Things. It frustrates me when things happen in a book where it's like, oh well, luckily that thing happened. Otherwise, the story <laughs> would never have moved forward. You know. Oh it's yeah. Like, you don't like that with your mysteries either. A lot of coincidences that were like, well, if you would have said that right. during the original trial, that probably <laughs> would have. Um, and I also really hate when when there's a lot of current pop culture references Ooh, yeah. in there. I just think even this that one was, was in the that John Green book that we both tried to oh turtles God, all the way down. Yes. She's like, he's like a hot Kylo Ren. Yeah, like, cool. Thank yeah. you for that. I know. Relevant. Well, this of- one she just kept talking about like how this documentary, you know, is going to get picked up by Netflix and all oh, that. Yeah. stuff. All this stuff that's really like makes sense right now. But mm-hmm. if she would have just said by like a top streaming service or so, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there are many ways to make the book feel timeless. But when you when you put all these specific beats in it, right, it already feels dated. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Anywho. Remember uh, in Thor when uh, the character Darcy says, this is going on Facebook? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She could have just said social media. Mm, that would have sounded like a grandma line. You think? This is going up on social media. Yeah. This picture of my friend Thor. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's how your grandma talks? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I read Road of Bones by David Mack. This is a Wolverine novel. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I read many X Men books in the past and enjoyed them. This didn't do it for me. Mm. I like David Mack writes some Star Trek you have books. To have the right tires. David Mack has written some Star Trek books that I really enjoyed, the Destiny trilogy in particular. He... Uh, but this just uh, this just didn't cut it for me. It was a lot of Wolverine was one of the characters in this book, which was not at all what I wanted. Uh, the plot is basically Wolverine's going after this like drug that's very dangerous, and it just never. It never grabbed me. I was mm-hmm. always bored. But like I said, I do like his uh, Star Trek books. Star Trek books, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was not great. And then finally, I read the second Magic Treehouse book to my son called uh, Night at Dawn. Night at Dawn. Uh huh. I just don't like these books. Mary Pope Osborne. Yes, and I know the Magic Treehouse book is like one of the most popular juvenile yeah. series of all time. I read the first two books when I was a kid. These have been out forever. And. Uh, I didn't read any more after they're that. They're just so flat. They're yeah. just so flat. Yeah. I also didn't like that the kids wait till they're like they're young kids. They're like five and six. Yeah, their parents go to sleep and then they like sneak out of the house and go to this magic tree house. And I yeah. just think, well, don't tell kids to sneak out of their house when their Uh-oh. parents go to sleep. Oh boy, narc alert! It just seems like narc. a bad idea. It seems go like a bad <laughs> concept to put in a kid's head. So I didn't like yeah. that. Uh, but then the characters are nothing. It sort of pretends like well, it's they're five and six. They haven't developed their personalities. I know that, but it sort of pretends like it's being educational, uh-huh. but it's not. It's like yeah. you don't learn anything about knights or like the way that is. Uh-huh. They're bad. So you want a magic tr- uh, school bus? Yeah, basically. Well, that's what it feels like. It feels like magic school bus yeah. without any like dynamic Look, characters. Or I tried to watch the magic school bus with your son, and his biggest question was, "Why didn't the bus talk?" Why because it had the bus talk. Because the bus has a mouth. Yeah. So why doesn't he scream? That's confusing. Was basically <laughs> like huh. The question. Uh, That's yeah. dark. Yeah. Anyway, those are the three that I read, and I was I liked Don't Believe It the best. The other two uh-huh. did not like Pass. it. So sorry, Wolverine. Uh, now I'm reading the next Veronica Mars novel, Mr. Kiss and Tell. This is by Ooh. This is by Rob Thomas, creator yeah. of. Veronica How much Mars kissing do you think things? he gets if that's his name? If people probably like, if not I a kiss ton. him, I'm probably gonna, not yeah. a ton. So these are set after the movie, and I'd read the first one last year, mm-hmm. and Kristen Bell narrated the audiobook, which was pretty cool because she, of course, plays Veronica Mars in the show. Okay. And the new Hulu series Hulu. that picks up like post movie, post these books is coming out in huh. July. So I wanted to, this was the only thing I hadn't done yet. So I'm doing it. I like the song, um, Let's See How Far We've Come by Rob Thomas. Different Rob Thomas. Oh. Different guy. What about, what about This Is How a Heart Breaks? Different. Oh. Different. See, he, this isn't the lead singer of Mashbox 20. It is not. Okay. It is not. Goo Goo Dolls? Any, uh, no. <laughs> So if you're a Veronica Mars fan, I these books feel the tonally they are just right. Mm-hmm. And especially that audiobook by Kristen Bell, which is on Overdrive or Libby. Did you get a free copy from being a Kickstarter backer back in the day? No, but I did get a t shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh so I'm reading that. And then I recently my wife and I marathoned last night and finished the Mindy project. You did the it. Mindy Kaling show, which was I think ran for six or seven seasons. It was I don't know pretty, how many seasons. Over a hundred episodes. Pretty long wow. run. I know. I thought it was much shorter than the that. syndication in a world where syndication still matters. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be. So I've always been a fan of this show. It's certainly like had it it's some seasons are better than others, which is not unusual, but mm-hmm. it tonally they kind of lose their footing and then get it back and then lose it and get it back. But ultimately I think it's a really funny, clever show. And the ensemble by the end is just such a good, strong crew. They work so well together and they elevate a lot of like jokes that aren't necessarily funny. Right. But like their interplay but you're laughing. their yeah. interplay just like pushes it over the top. So okay. if you haven't watched the Mindy Project, you should check it out. I don't think we have any of the DVDs here. But mm, I'm not sure. We could hook you up if you need it. Would have been before my time. That's true. Having been here. Actually this it just ended in twenty seventeen. So No, I mean when it started. 
a lot of okay. series if they hadn't if you if you yeah. didn't begin well, mm-hmm. i've noticed here and i think it's because of streaming that sitcoms don't do super well mm-hmm. on uh with our dvd collection except for like big bang big bang theory checks out yes cbs but that yeah cbs sitcoms will do well because there's it's hard to stream them but really it's only ever been like the hour-long dramas that people have to binge so yeah. we can talk about it at work right that i we've seen like t- big tv success. interesting we tried with a few uh popular sitcoms at the time and they just couldn't get them get them going yeah so hmm Anyways, fun little inside into yeah, the library. Was. Let me ask you a question. Have you, okay. ever, have you ever watched Will and Grace? Uh, like an episode or two. I've like never seen it. Yeah. They, they talked okay. about it a bunch on the Mindy Project. Oh, and, okay. And I was like, yeah, they just have never seen it. It was so. funny. I was too young when the show was out. Yeah. And so I just don't have any connection to it. Mm, yeah, I don't either. All right. Well, that was not necessarily interesting for people, but sorry, we got that yeah. out there. Nick and I haven't seen Will and Grace. I haven't watched it. I also finally haven't uh, watched Dharma and Greg. I haven't watched Dharma and Greg so. either. What are you going to do? I I think I saw an episode or two of that and was like, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you, Dharma. Or Greg. Yeah, Greg oh, you like Greg? I you didn't like Greg? really like Jenna Elfman. I don't like Jenna Elfman. I've never seen Jenna Elfman. It's so, something that yeah. I liked her in. I, I can't find the Drew Carey show to stream anywhere. Who has that? Oh, yeah. That was the show is on ABC. Yeah. I don't know what happened to it. You think they hit it away? There's a few seasons on DVD, maybe like one or two. Oh. It seems like, but okay. not many. Maybe I'd rewatch. That the was Drew a good show. show. Right now, the Drew Carey show got so weird by the end. Yeah, every episode was like a a fun like. Oh, this episode is live. This episode's in pig yeah. Latin. This episode, there's a little factoid. Yeah. Well, I think by the end, it was like ABC had. They had already, like, they could not cancel it, basically, mm-hmm. but they knew they weren't going to get picked yeah. up. So I think they were just kind of like, we'll do whatever we want. Well, it was also the uh, where they were airing uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, like, eight times a week. Oh, yeah. So it was just like, what else can we do to get people to keep watching actual shows? Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was actually just canceled. Just canceled. Just Crazy. canceled. So 20 years, I think, wow. in syndication. A lot of people getting the name of Pokemon wrong. Absolutely. Did you Absolutely. see that episode? No. It's a meme I would now, get it wrong. But... I remember I was there watching it live. Somebody had to say which of these is not a Pokemon, and it was Pikachu, uh, maybe Bulbasaur. I can't remember, and then uh, Jigglypuff mm-hmm. and Frodo. Oh, and he was like, I don't know, and he was out of yeah, like, and he just had to be like, I'm gonna have to take my money and go, and like, I just remember screaming at the TV like, Yeah. Whatever. I remember once during the Regis era, mm-hmm. we were watching it, and the very first question was what the children's game duck duck blank <laughs> and she guessed duck duck chicken oh, and i and that was it that was yeah. it very first question she was out yeah crazy yeah. you could see regis straight and he's like final answer you know he's like hey, are you sure <laughs> regis uh so yeah. i don't know why we're talking about this but i enjoyed this yeah. i enjoyed this drew carey got us <laughs> there Kittry. mindy project got us drew carey does uh prices right now that's true so yeah. uh finally i watched the film aladdin starring will smith and others uh, it was good. Naomi Scott. I like sir. Naomi Scott from uh, Power Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, from Power Rangers. Nassim Padrad was in it. Mm-hmm. I like her. Yeah. Uh, I went into this movie not really wanting to watch it. Like, mm-hmm. I've been very underwhelmed with all of the previews. Everything I've seen about it, I've been right. like, really? Uh, so we took my son, and we went with a friend and her son, and my wife and I, and we all liked it. I mean, wow. we all just, none of us were really, like, super into it. And then by the end of it, we were like, yeah, it did it. It won. So yeah. my wife was like, I would watch that movie again. Oh. Well, as she w- has notoriously bad taste. As would I. I think that's you. Oh, uh, no, not again. Anyway, <laughs> so I do recommend the movie Aladdin. Uh-huh. I think even if you like the original, which I love the original, and I was really worried, like it's not gonna, it's not gonna do it for me. Uh-huh. I thought it was a really good balance of doing, Will Smith doing, and King of Thieves. Yes, <laughs> doing callbacks to 
things that make the first one so good without like either exactly copying them or doing like a lame homage. I thought it was a really, they found a good balance that is difficult to do. So I thought it was good. You're skeptical still. I understand. I understand. I'll be interested to see what you think. (sighs) Well, as an actual fan of the movie, Aladdin. That's rude. <laughs> no, can, actually, I was just having a conversation with somebody, and he just flat out, flat out says, like, I wish they would put the Aladdin TV show on DVD. Yeah. I was like, yeah. That was you have the VHS stuff. tape, right? I have a few of VHS kids. tapes of it, yeah. But like a Disney Princess compilation, too, that has like a couple Jasmine episodes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, there you go. Now what? Now what? Book news. Okay. Let's, let's do it. I'm not, I'm not holding us back. Oh, okay. Sorry. Right. I was just... Well, let's look at some book news. Okay. I've got one for you. Okay. The Man Booker Prize, the Man Booker International Prize, I should say, yeah. was awarded to a book called Celestial Bodies by Jokma Alahardi, translated by Marilyn Booth from Arabic. So published by Sandstone Press, Celestial Bodies is set in a small village where we encounter three sisters, Maya, who marries Abdallah after a heartbreak, Asma, who marries from a sense of duty, and Kuala, who rejects an offer while waiting for her beloved, who has emigrated to Canada. These three women and their families witness Oman evolve from a traditional slave-owning society, which is slowly redefining itself after the colonial era era to the crossroads of its complex present elegantly structured and taught it tells of oman's coming of age through the prism of one family's losses and loves the title against celestial bodies and we will have this in our collection so congratulations to the author uh you can find out more about the man booker prize at the manbookerprize.com this is specifically the man booker international which is manbookerprize.com slash international so that's it for me all right would you like to tell us what's going on over on the New York Times bestseller list? Uh, yeah, I would. Okay, I really would. Uh, I don't. I don't think. It feel like it's kind of a drought right now. I don't think this is a huge publication time. None. None of the big guns seem to have anything new out at the moment. Probably Baldacci is still there, but. Yeah, I guess it's gonna be like the summer, like the beach read kind of stuff mm-hmm. coming out right now, and it always feels like it's September, yeah. October. Well, you need that Father's Day bump too. Yeah, we'll sure. see what. Yeah, we'll does see Christian what have anything coming I, out? I, seriously, we'll see what that carries yeah. through. Yeah, this forty-year-old something single dad mm-hmm. has to build a deck. Mm-hmm. Will he find the right tools for the job? Yeah, but also a, a dog. Oh, he, he you know what? I looked away, then I looked back up, and you were still doing that bit. <laughs> I was sweating. So like, that was, oh, God. I've heard of John That Fisher was Buck. stressful. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Well, what's going on uh, where John Grisham isn't writing books about dads and dogs? Uh, oh, that sounds pretty good, though. Not the kind of book he writes, but... <laughs> uh, number 10 is Normal People. Oh, sorry. This is the uh, New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover adult fiction. Let's and Number it. 10 is Normal People by Sally Rooney. The connection between a high school star athlete and a loner ebbs and flows when they go on Trinity College in Dublin. Hey, do I recognize you from back home? That can't be true. Because I'm in Dublin now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Boy. <laughs> uh, number nine. It's back on the top ten. Probably because Game of Thrones just ended. But oh, Fire yes. and Blood by George R.R. R. Martin. People do read this. We yeah. have we have it in our collection. That's People George do Robert oh. Robert Martin. Robert Robert. Robert Robert. Yep. Yeah. Some people just called him Robert Squared. George Robert Squared Martin. The first volume of a two-part history of the Tigarians in Westeros. I was wondering what happened to the Tigarians when they were in Westeros. Yeah, at the beginning. Sure. And now I'm going to know. Yeah. Um, number eight is Neon Prey by John Sanford. All it tells us is that Davenport goes after a serial killer. So I don't know enough about these books to know if that's a I change. think that's all you need to know. Okay. Sunset Beach. <gasps> Beach read. <gasps> By Mary Kay Andrews. Mm-hmm. 
Drew Campbell inherits a rundown beach bungalow and takes a job at her estranged father's personal injury attorney office. Okay. Have you been injured by my father's beach bungalow? No, I don't think the beach bungalow is injuring people. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Number six, The Guest Book by Sarah Blake. Evie Milton uncovers a story going back a couple of generations that may shatter a family myth. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you just say back generations? Why do you have to say a couple of generations to ease people in? Like, do you think somebody's picking this up and going, generations? Whoa. Could now be. they're like, oh, wait, it's only a couple now of generations. They, now they know it's not, it's not a lot. Yeah, we're just going back to like this great-grandfather. Yeah. Thank goodness. I do not know, want to know what these people are doing in ancient Rome. Yeah. So. Oh, it is in ancient no, Rome. No, no. <laughs> All right. That's a, that's a very quick return. Uh, number five, Blessings in Disguise by Danielle Steele. Mm-hmm. Isabella Mc, uh, McAvoy. Do you think she's related? Maybe. To... Professor Xavier? Hmm. James McAvoy. Yeah. Hmm. No, I don't think so. Well, Isabel McAvoy, her okay. own woman, has nothing to do with James McAvoy. Okay. And no thank you for asking. Yeah, seriously. Faces challenges as she raises three daughters from three separate fathers on her own. Uh, so she could actually, one of those fathers could have been mm-hmm. James McAvoy. I think so. Do you think he's a deadbeat dad? Could be. In Daniel Steele's book? Look, I don't think that. I don't want James McAvoy's people coming after me. I'm so, sure. No, I don't I'm sure they're that. very polite. No. Really? No, they probably are. You know, I'm sure maybe they're mean, but they they're have polite. to be mean because he's too polite. Yeah, it's possible. He'd be like, hey, can you guys not say that about me? Or like, oh, we're gonna. And then his people come in. He's like, you say that again. Mm-hmm. I swear I'll bury you so deep. So that's his. That's it, yeah, it could people. be. I don't, I don't like this, but yeah. <laughs> Number four. Uh, redemption. Something James McAvoy is experiencing mm-hmm. in his career. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. He's never had a bad moment in his career. Is that McAvoy? true? Yeah. He was in two Nomeo and Juliet movies. Oof. That's got to be Sorry, McAvoy. That's got to be something. Uh, by David Baldacci. The fifth book in the Memory Man series. The first man, Amos Decker, put away behind bars. Ask him to have his name cleared. Luckily, the Memory Man doesn't remember if he's guilty. Man. Number three. Lest we forget the Memory Man. <laughs> the Night Window by Dean Kuntz. I'm sorry. The Night Window. Window. The Night, night Window. Now, night Widow. Night window. Night window. Window. Okay. By I, Dean Kuntz. I think I think Night Widow's a better title. Well, let's see if it would match this. Ready? Okay. The fifth book in the Jane Hawk series. The former FBI agent pursues a slew of bad guys, including a Vegas mob boss. Who is a night widow. No, night window. Oh, night window. He's a window into the night. All right. Oh, maybe that maybe that's it. Like every time I talk to you, it's like a window into the night. Yeah. This uh, is the one where Jimmy Stewart sees a murder. But nobody believes him? No. That's the rear window. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Rear widow. No. This, no. Near. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> All right. Uh, number the two. Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. Yeah. It's the Christopher Reeve Rear remake. window. Yeah. yeah rear window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, is now been named the night window. Mm-hmm. So. Daryl Hannah plays his love interest in that. Yeah. Gene Hackman plays Lex Luthor. Some weird scenes. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never seen that one. Mm. I've only seen the Jimmy Stewart one. Yeah. I think. Huh. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, which I've, one seen I've seen them both. I'm, I've seen them both. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've seen Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Number two is the 18th abduction. Abduction by James Patterson and Maxine Pietro. Wah wah wah. Huh. What was that for? Oh, these books. The wind sounds so scary outside. It does. It's a little scary. Yeah. For those who can't hear, yeah. the wind sounds very I know. scary. I, we can hear it through our night window. <laughs> but it's daytime. <gasps> Uh, Lindsay Boxer investigates the disappearance of three female teachers. Do you think Night Window should be about a window? If he looks into it, it shows him what's going to happen 
the night coming that up. That night, yeah. And so if he sees a crime through that window, he can maybe prevent it. That sounds like a Twilight Zone premise. Yeah. I think. All right, thank you. That's high praise. Or like early edition, the Kyle Chandler oh, show early edition. That's less high praise? Yeah. I mean, it was popular. People liked it. Yeah. I don't think it holds up. But. Number one, <laughs> Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Enough. What? Enough already. Huh, Who's wow. out there still buying this book? Uh, Borrow a copy from a friend. That's probably, yeah. But Borrow it from your library. You're going to read it more than once? People. You can't trust You're not going to read it more than once. No, you, can't. you don't think? No. Maybe somebody will. A mystery. I, I mean, I'm sure there's more to it than yeah. just a mystery. Look, um, I'll have to read this book. I recognize that, but I'm tired of hearing well, about it. Well, the new uh, Big Little Lies season's coming out. Reese Witherspoon's going to be big again. This is her book club. Forget it. Hmm. It's going to be here for another Reese Witherspoon weeks. in the final season of The Mindy Project. Is she? Yeah. Does she play Mindy? She plays uh, Mindy's vision of her of herself like she plays reese witherspoon comes to mindy in a dream ah okay yeah. uh a woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect mm. do you think reese witherspoon is partitioning to partitioning to get this role petitioning petitioning partitioning would mean she put a little wall between her and this role hi i'm partitioning this role <laughs> yeah so no one else can get it right yeah she's partitioning it okay. she's partitioning it where did you say this woman was the marsh how do you think she got there fell in a hole do you think she fell out of a cruise ship do you (laughs) do you think the woman in cabin 10 pushed her pushed her out into the into this the marsh and she landed (laughs) on a nightingale in the no okay i'm sorry that's what i'm just trying to (laughs) stitch together old bestsellers that were okay that overstayed their welcome oh okay alone apparently yeah, you weren't willing to go I'd, on that trip with me. I'd maybe. Well, I was trying if to I was the woman in cabin ten, yeah. I would push you out a window. Oh my gosh! And I would not report it. Help. I would just enjoy my cruise. I fell into another marsh. I'm not going to go to a cruise ship jail because of you. Cruise ship jail. Yeah, she ends okay. up in a cruise ship jail at one right. point. In which one? Woman in cabin ten. Did she? Yeah, I don't remember that. She did. In the on the cruise ship. On the cruise ship. Yeah, yeah, a little jail they have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not a good book. No, not a good book. No, but I'm glad we got to. Go back to it. Me too. I will say The Lying Game by Ruth Ware. Decent. Yeah, Death of like Mrs. Westaway. Less. Mm. That's all. What about The Lion King? The Lion King yeah. uh, is fine. Okay. Fine as is. Yeah. Give me JTT any day. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to you you're gonna sit down this Christmas and watch I'll Be There for Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas. Uh, okay. Whoa. <laughs> I guess he is a JTT fan. <laughs> Jeez. I did like that movie when I was a teenager. Really? Yeah. Made you think of your girlfriend that you wanted to go home to? No. Oh. I just liked it. Okay. <laughs> That's all. Is it funny? Uh, bad. I don't think so. I don't think it is funny. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. JTT had a minute there, though, didn't he? Yeah. For a didn't little last. bit. He was in a couple episodes of Smallville. Well, he grew up. Yeah. So. A couple episodes of Smallville. A couple episodes of Last Man Standing. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, listen, I don't think I can actually muster any more energy to talk about JTT. Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I know. Of the 90s? Yes, thank okay. you for saying his full name after I, I abbreviated it. What about Tom and Huck? No, that wasn't good. You did like Tom and Huck? No. Oh, I did like Tom and Huck. I'd watch Tom and Huck right now. You want to watch it? No. What about the Elijah Wood, Tom Sawyer? Huck fan? He's Huck Huckleberry fan. Yeah. yeah. I remember like liking that? that. Yeah, I like that too. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all. All right. Oh, we've already got to number one. Yes. We did it. Yes. The woman in the Cabin crawdad 10. 10. Yeah. Are you okay. taking cold medicine? What's going on? <laughs> I'm totally fine. <laughs> I'm totally fine. 
Uh, yeah, do you think I, JTT we, is in this room right now? No, I don't. Here's my problem. Oh. I recently merged with some what? cybernetic uh, oh, implants okay. in my brain. Uh-huh. They needed me to complete their programming. I needed them to go to the next level in human evolution. And it's just... So JTT was the... There's a war. Was the there's intersection for that? Like RoboCop, uh, my memories come back in fragmented ways. <laughs> okay. Unexpected time. Right. So yes. with the cybernetic implants, I'm yeah. remembering JTT. Yeah. Neurons are You're firing. You're in the middle of like going through a warehouse shooting up bad guys yeah and one person's like wait and you get a glimpse of yeah. jtt from yeah. uh, man of the house yeah and i've never seen man of the house but really yeah i, I just remembered that i haven't seen it because of my cybernetic <laughs> implants anyway it's helpful that my cybernetic implants are uh-huh. coming up as a topic today yeah because it goes good. well with the topic we've, that we're going to talk about we've never brought them up before but it's actually uh it makes, you're right it's a good thing that we hadn't perfect sense yeah this is uh, the way to we're going to be talking about cyberpunk yeah Eric, what? for the folks at home, uh-huh. <laughs> tell us, tell us what, give me a definition of cyberpunk. Of cyberpunk. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so Zack Snyder, basically he films a scene of a okay. bunch of girls in an insane asylum. Okay. And then they have a bunch of like sexy fights. Okay. But it represents feminism. Okay. No, you know what? You are describing the film Sucker Punch. All right. Uh, what you mean to uh-huh. describe is a prank show with Ashton Kutcher and Dax Shepard. That's just punked. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Though, so if if they had like punked them with emails, that's true. That would have been cyber punked. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. They probably did. All right. I'm going to cut all that out. Oh. <laughs> no. That's unfortunate. Um, Eric, for the folks at home, yeah. tell us a little <laughs> about cyberpunk. So, um, so cyberpunk, the cyberpunk genre. Yes. Has been around for a while. It's a subgenre, okay, if you will. I, yeah, I of will. science fiction. It is the sci-fi of the near future, mm. and uh, and by and not just like when you say like, oh, this is in the near future. This mm-hmm. is usually like the future happening in a few hours or like tomorrow. Okay, kind of the very so, near future. The very near, the future. not too distant future. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what that means is. Uh, it's still a, usually like a recognizable world and people mm-hmm. and everything, but a lot of um, politics tend to be put on the backside, and because mega corporations tend to be more in charge right. now, um, you have a high emphasis on uh, the internet and cyberspace playing a lot of key roles, uh, either an identity or as a tool, okay, or as just a living space. Um, you you have kind of a man. Mankind, like as Nick himself is, yeah. merging yeah. with uh, with technology out of necessity, um, in a way. So, there, cyborg might be going too far. Okay, though there might be cyborgs in cyberpunk. Sure, but sure. Like usually, uh, such as in the book Neuromancer, maybe you have eye enhancements. I see. Maybe you have something that's recording uh, conversations in your skull. So now you have like a memory implant. Oh, You're a memory man. Nice. So. Um, those are some key key components. Doesn't necessarily shy away from like aliens or something. A uh, lot of conspiracy uh, stories might be happening in cyberpunk. Uh, so the underdog going against bigger corporations and finding okay. out like conspiracies run deeper. Government conspiracies usually. Mm-hmm. So yeah. okay, that's that's a good way of figuring out if you're reading cyberpunk or not. Mm-hmm. So uh, usually um, there's. If it's not taking place in an Asian country, such as uh, Hong, uh, such as the city of Hong Kong mm-hmm. or Tokyo mm-hmm. in Japan, uh, there is a uh, there's there's normally like a high Asian influence okay. in the culture okay. in those and in, uh, in cyberpunk, such All as right. Blade Runner. Yeah, is a cyberpunk. 
okay movie is that why it's so dull or it's just no Nick, that's just really that's Scott's not why it's dull. pacing okay okay all right yeah. so what's uh so tell me tell me your introduction to cyberpunk uh oh boy so my introduction to cyberpunk i mean you have blade runner yes. you have the matrix i right. think those are the two most popular examples of mm-hmm. mainstream cyberpunk uh, I mean, they're two very different, and Blade Runner hadn't re- didn't really do too much with the with the internet, right? But they're both very like cyberpunk. Um, okay, you know who's who's human, what's real? Mm-hmm. Um, mega corporations in a big way for Blade Runner. The Matrix, cyberspace is very much a big deal. So those are those are two like different examples, but okay. very popular examples, I believe. Um, so, yeah, so some of the biggest... So we read Normancer. Well, I read Normancer mm-hmm. for the book club. You couldn't get into it. But you listened to like I a two-hour yes, radio to, drama? Yeah, I listened to a, yep, a, re- a, radio, a radio dramatized mm-hmm. version done by the BBC, full cast and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do have an appreciation for the story and, okay. you know, well, all, all that's going on in it, I thought was... Well, William Gibson in Normancer, um, a reason why it's so important is because, as far as I could find, it coined the phrase cyberspace. Mm. And some people believe the way we developed the World Wide Web and interacted with it, kind of, he wrote it and then we kind of created it. Kind of like one of those, you know, sci- sci-fi wants a hoverboard, so now we try to make a hoverboard right, kind right. of thing. It, but at these days, it's, it kind of shows that you can never predict, even with like really good sci-fi, there's no cell phones mm-hmm. in Neuromancer, okay. which is kind of like a big hindrance to it. But um Neuromancer is kind of considered like the quintessential okay. cyberpunk, of which like all other cyberpunk stories are kind of compared to. I see. So Blade Runner, because it deals with robots. So yeah. you also get robots. With that one, uh, I think with Blade Runner, did you ever read how no. Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? I, I actually prefer the Philip K. Dick book, okay. Do Androids Dream, versus the movie. But th- what they do with... because. Uh, Robots is his own genre as well of right, sci-fi, right. but because of the the way mega corporations are shown in Blade Runner, because the st- he's down on the streets, usually our hero is like just kind of a schmuck okay. on the streets, and the streets are dirty, and you don't really see like clean places until mm-hmm. you're like in high offices and whatnot. Um, but with the robots, what you're dealing with is like identity and can, is technology taking over uh, humanity in that kind of way. Um, and Neuromancer does that a little bit with, um, you know, who's, are, is AI real? Right. Is, are we real? And all that, as with The Matrix as well. So, like, when I, when I think of the cyberpunk things that mm-hmm. I've seen, like, obviously I've seen The Matrix, and there's yep. other things that I feel like are sort of borderline. Okay. So, like, RoboCop, for example. Yeah, that's, that's, because I'm not an expert on the genre, yeah. but I suppose RoboCop is bordering there i mean it, it mega corporations mm-hmm. you got a guy mixed with technology it's probably not a bad bad example i don't know if like people necessarily but i think it could easily be there so what i've seen and there's a game called deus ex which is a very cyberpunk like the quintessent as, as neuromancer is to books deus ex is to video games for cyberpunk okay it's very much uh it takes like all the elements we like about cyberpunk and puts it in one and there's you see some like you at one point you're investigating a government facility and they have some like gray aliens okay. in there but they're not really a big deal i don't think people like getting to into aliens the, an issue cyberpunk has is i've heard it described i believe it was on the podcast writing excuses they mentioned cyberpunk is the science fiction that we're constantly catching up to i see so you know you used to read uh something like 
neuromancer like whoa what would the internet be like right. and now and we, we have the internet just... we don't have vr but we're building vr now right. you know it's it's getting out there and it's you know soon it's just not going to be science fiction mm-hmm. anymore with a lot of uh a lot of stuff and i mean people have prosthetic arms and uh and all that so it's it's a genre that definitely can like fall by the wayside or you know um Maybe it foresees this technology going one way, and we just took it the other way. So okay. now it looks even more dated mm-hmm. than if it had just predicted it in the first place. How like it looked like we were gonna go with flying cars yeah. and like space stations, but instead we yeah. just have really cool cell phones. Yep. Okay. Um, so the anime film Ghost in the Shell is also a big staple of this. Okay. Um, it and I I get it has kind of like that RoboCop vibe about it. Okay. Basically. Um, the the cops in this sector, in which they turned into a Scarlett Johansson film recently. Oh um, yeah, some of the the police in this have cybernetic parts. Like one of them has cybernetic eyes, and um, the major, the main character of this movie, she's only human in brain. Like yeah. the rest of her is machine. And so okay. there's this constant question of is she still human? Is is it like the soul that makes her mm-hmm. human? Is the soul in the brain okay. and all this? And near the end of the movie, she has to decide if she's going to stay that way or if she's going to merge with another entity and okay. become like part of the internet. Mm-hmm. Will she still be human there? And that that movie kind of inspired The Matrix and other other things as well. So, um, Transmetro- Transmetropolitan, a comic I've read. Mm-hmm. Is, is that is, Warren Ellis? Yes. Okay. That's also cyberpunk in that. I mean, it's kind of a, a ridiculous book. But it's <laughs> it's in like a lot of the technology is still the same, but it's dealing with concepts that only a f- couple of advancements in technology could handle. Okay. Um, Dark Knight Returns is a pretty good example of cyberpunk. I think that was Frank Miller, Frank Miller playing with like Batman in a cyberpunk universe. Which okay. You read. And you also read Frank Miller's Ronin. I did. And th- that yeah. has time travel. Yeah. But the when he gets to like our present, it has a very cyberpunk yeah. feel. Yeah. 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 So. Know what you mean. Yeah, just grungy, dirty wires everywhere. Uh, You're really selling it. Yeah, I would like to live in a cyberpunk reality. Would you? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, it's not. It's a reality that's not necessarily like pleasant. Yeah. To look at because that's, that that seems like I mean again I I haven't mm-hmm. experienced a ton, but most of what I have like mm-hmm. I the grunginess that you're saying yeah. does seem like kind of an important component. Almost, well, you know, because like, the corporations are taking over, so everything's expensive. So. Mm-hmm. You would have to think that, like anybody who's uh, like on the ground building their own computers and what's not, they're going to have to be making it for makeshift parts and you know other pieces, putting it all together. So wires are going to be exposed and everywhere. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think that's just the grunginess of it. You got to get everything secondhand. Right. So, so what other cyberpunk novels are do you like? See, because I didn't like Neuromancer the first ah. time around, I didn't really get into it. Um, okay. Cause I, but I did like Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Okay. He's written a few other books that I need to read. There's one called Snow Crash mm-hmm. um, that I believe is a Nebula winner, but okay. it could be a Hugo winner. Stevens, I can't remember and, the author of that. And Neuromancer is the beginning of a trilogy. Yeah. But I guess it's not like a super connected. And trilogy. I didn't realize until I was looking into this, but the, the character of Molly in Neuromancer is also in Johnny Mnemonic. Yes. Which is kind of funny. not in the movie. Oh. The, she's in the book, but they replace... They changed the name of the character. Mm-hmm. Yes, Johnny Mnemonic is and, a Keanu Reeves, and you love the movie. Yeah, right? j- just watch that movie. Yeah, and it was uh, it was real bad. You can listen to Derek's takedown of that movie over on the Three Nice Things podcast. Yes, uh, my wife enjoyed that more than I did. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's pretty bad. But it it's just it's pretty nuts. I mean, at the end, you have like a dolphin with cybernetic implants who's helping Johnny Mnemonic 
uh-huh. Keanu Reeves travel through cyberspace. Was it Echo the Dolphin? It wasn't Echo. Oh. Well, that's so, a missed opportunity. Yeah, I don't. Maybe Echo wasn't out yet. Mm, maybe it be. inspired Echo. Maybe. Yeah, uh, but yes, that's that's a I guess a decently well known film. Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. I think so. But it's not known for good things. Keanu Reeves definitely <laughs> like fixed things with the Matrix. Um, I feel like we haven't really had, uh, and I could be wrong about this, but like a really good cyberpunk film in a while. And I guess that depends on how much you liked the live action Ghost in the Shell movie. Right. So, um, is yeah. Alita Battle Angel? Is that not hmm. cyberpunk? That's interesting. I guess. I guess I thought be. it was, but yeah. I'm, I'm not an expert. Yeah. You know what? The Tell me. The book we just read, Caves of Steel. Yeah. I mean, it's very much just like robots as, and far Isaac future, Asimov. but it has a, a cyberpunk feel as well. Okay. Um, I mean, once you start getting too heavy into robots, I think you start veering off into a different genre into like the ai genre okay more so like you could count i robot and you could count a robo apocalypse i think but okay. i think at that point maybe you're getting a little too too far what did you think of robocop which one any of them uh the first one is very 80s but uh-huh. entertaining the new one was a little had some fun stuff about it but yeah. a little too the 2014 michael, yeah michael Just keaton and zero i didn't i wasn't impressed by any of the action and yeah yeah, that's fair. fair. I, I enjoyed liked, it. I, I, I love like being stuff. like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But I haven't read any of the RoboCop like graphic novels or the comics that yeah, the Frank Miller did that. Have you? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was Frank Miller stuff. Frankie he, he Miller. like wrote a script or something, but it didn't get made into a movie, so he turned it into a comic. It's a very 80s, early 90s genre, genre. cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. It's Steampunk is definitely, I think, more popular these days okay. because of its aesthetics. It's a little bit fun. It's more fun to look at a steampunk person than a cyberpunk person with a bunch of cybernetic thing there. Yeah, that's smoking cigarettes and looking like they need to have like a bowl of broth. That's fair enough. So, uh, I have a list here from Gizmodo that has uh, some of the best cyberpunk novels. Yeah, according to them. All right. So tell me if you've heard of these. What uh-huh. you think? The Stars, My Destination by Alfred Bester. Oh, I've read that. Yes, that is very cyberpunk, and that's that's very old. That's like the fifties, mm-hmm. but. He, what I thought was amazing was it was in the 50s, but he's using, he's basically invented like Leet Speak. Okay. You know how, you know Leet Speak? The idea that like you're using numbers and symbols instead of letters. Like Nick would be an exclamation point C. Mm -hmm. Well, he he has characters in there using that. Ampersams and uh, pound signs and everything. And I was reading them like, he he basically saw saw that happening. That's cool. Yeah. All right, so you're a fan of that. Yeah, that's a very good book. What else is Alfred Bester? I know the name. Uh, the Stars My Destination. The Oh, you know what? I'm thinking The Demolished Man, actually, as I say that. Oh, so. okay. Well, here, here's what this is then. Yeah. This 1956 novel. He created novel, the Green Lantern Oath. Uh, okay. It predates the cyberpunk movement by more than 20 years, but yeah. nonetheless serves as one of its more important ancestors. Mm-hmm. With its bleak future, cybernetic body modification, yep. and evil megacorporations, The Stars My Destination set up a number of themes that became central to later cyberpunk novels. Yeah. So you haven't, you're not familiar with this one, though. No, I've read it. Oh, you have? I was just confusing it with oh, The Oh, I see. Man. Okay, so you do like it. Yeah. Do Androids Dream of Electric Sleep, of course, <sighs> yep. on there? The Girl Who Was Plugged In by James Tip no. T. Jr. You're familiar with no. that? 1973 Hugo Award-winning novella. Shoot. Software by Rudy Rucker. Hmm. This is the first book in the Ware Tetralogy uh, from 1982. Okay. First wave of the actual cyberpunk movement. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, let's... Oh, Neuromancer, of course. Neuromancer, yep. yep. Uh, Neuromancer was the first book to win the three like big sci-fi awards. Yeah, the Hugo, you, the Nebula, and the Philip K. Dick yeah, Award. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. 
Yeah. Uh, Frontera by Lewis Shiner, also written in 84. This debut novel from Lewis Shiner is set in a world controlled by corporations, one right. of which decides to send an expedition to a lost Martian colony to discover and gain ownership of a crucial secret. Mm. Corporate control, body augmentation, and other cyberpunk themes blend with golden age elements. Mm-hmm. You familiar with that one? No. The cover's winning me over. Oh, really? I like it already. Okay. We'll have to post it. Eclipse by John Shirley. All right. Uh, the Glass Hammer by K.W. Jeter. Wow. A lot of titles I am not recognizing. K.W. Jeter, I know, has written a lot of Star Wars and other things. Uh, Skiz Matrix by Bruce Sterling. Mirror Shades, the cyberpunk anthology. Mm. Metrophage by Richard Codry. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell. Yep. Of course. Sinners by Pat Cardigan. Snow Crash by Aha, Neil Stevenson. I have that, you at home. that. Yes. Yeah. Neil Stevenson, thank you. Trouble and Her Friends by Melissa Scott. Diaspora by Greg Egan. Transmetropolitan, which you mentioned. Yep. Altered Carbon by Richard Morgan, which we have here in the collection. Yeah, and you actually grabbed a copy of Woken Yeah, one Furies, of the other books. Yeah. Which I thought was more... Oh, I'm looking at the cover, and it looks very cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah. It follows the same character. I haven't watched or read Altered Carbon, but no. I keep meaning to read it. So Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom by Cory Doctoroff. Huh. Accelerando uh, by Charles Strauss. Yes, I have that at home, too. Okay. That's it for this list. Again, that's on Gizmodo. Strauss, yes. Gizmodo.com. io9 Gizmodo.com. Yeah. We'll share a link to that list, but... Uh, some interesting stuff in there. Uh, it, this is not a genre that I've really gotten into in the yeah. past, as we've said. I think uh, you, Neuromancer was not for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I don't think it, you have to like that kind of grungy yeah. uh, kind of, I mean, it's, you saw Detective Pikachu. I did. I thought Detective Pikachu actually kind of had, like, its city design almost had, was veering on cyberpunk. I can see that. In terms of its, like, lighting yeah. and everything. Uh, you have to... E- even uh, I felt like John Wick uh, 2 and 3 kind of had like a cyberpunk vision of New York mm-hmm. um, in some ways. But okay. um, yeah, it's easily it's easy to understand why this might not be for some people. Like even reading Neuromancer, you're just like, man, these people are gross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at one point, it's like, I'm going to have to be online for eight hours. So he has to have like a pee bag. Yeah. It's that's like, cool. Gross. Um, and yeah. again, I listened to a two-hour BBC auto, audio drama, yeah. full cast, sounds, yeah. some weird sounds, yeah. uh, which, which is fully available on YouTube. Yeah. And I did, like like I said, I enjoyed the story, so it was, mm-hmm. it was cool to hear it. If you're, f- if you're interested in that, we'll also put that on our, our yeah. Twitter page, which is uh, All the Book Show. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you'd like to add to our discussion today, Eric Michaels? Uh, not too much. I, there's a book that we have that's very popular here that I really enjoyed called The Wind-Up Girl. Oh, and yeah. That actually uh, has been described as biopunk. Mm. It has some cyberpunk uh, elements, but it starts veering off a lot more uh, like biological uh, science fiction, a lot of like bioengineering. And I remember it de- dealt very much with like calories and how much everything costs in calories. Okay. And so it kind of went like took cyberpunk, but like, yeah, what if instead of technology, we just went to it's like meat? Mm. So meat instead of metal. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, I don't know. The Alfred Bester one sounded good to me, and then Frontera also were were intriguing. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, again, I still have to read Snow Crash. And, actually, I'm interested to read the next book as part of the Sprawl trilogy. Oh, you're going to you're gonna follow it? Yeah. Okay. I think I, I'd like to. Having read it and be like, oh, this is good. Yeah, three novels and a short story yeah. are in so, that series. Yeah. Have you read the Johnny Mnemonic short? No. Well, now you have to. I guess I do. You Having seen have the to. movie to see if it's... 
any good. All right. Mnemonic is something else. Well, it's so. too late for you to join us for our book club this week, Aww. but plenty of time to join us for the James S.A. Corey uh, book club on Leviathan Wakes, which we'll be talking about the end of June, so a full month from now as we mm-hmm. record. So hope you can join us for that. Yeah. Another uh, library news: We have a concert coming up on June 13th. The Young Sisters are coming back to town. We've got our regular slew of movies and the summer reading program and the book sale are coming oh, up yeah. very shortly. Yeah. So we gotta be getting ready for that. What yep. about you? Anything you want to mention? Uh, we're showing How to Train Your Dragon three or whatever it's called. Okay. That Brave New World. Yeah. Dragon World. Welcome to Dragon World. Dragon. Look, we're showing. Yep. How to Train Your Dragon three. Money never sleeps. June seventh. <laughs> Sorry, Michael Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> and Shia LaBeouf. Well, then we also have a kids hangout at 4 p.m. here at the library and a teen night on Wednesdays at 5.30 p.m. So we're watching a Hunter x Hunter movie. This one is definitely one that I'm just putting on for the kids. Okay. Because I could care less about right. Hunter x Hunter. You got it out there. Yeah, I just made a bunch of Hunter x Hunter fans upset. I guess you did. But I don't care about That's it. Right. So. Well, we've got some upcoming literary awards we're going to be talking about. We're going to do an X-Men spotlight. Oh, we've got is the DC icons yet? in the tank. So things are coming down the road. Two weeks. Two so weeks is our X-Men Two weeks spotlight. to the X-Men spotlight. Yay. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week. Anything else you want to add, Eric? You want to sing a little song? I just want to know, are you ready for your X-Men spotlight? Because you're sure. basically leading... Oh, I see. oh, me? Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> that and your dinosaur spotlight? Yeah, those are my two. So, those, those are my yeah, I can't wait to talk about Quantum Leap. It's going to be really good. Yeah. So. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. About Quantum Leap? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week.